Another episode of Music the Lifeblood, where we always like to do something old, something new. I'm your very humble host, Dustin. This week, something old the Misfits Earth AD Wolf's Blood album focus discussion. Big Jake and I will be discussing the most visceral and blistering album in the Misfits catalog. Stick around because we rage. This week, something new, well, not really new, but potentially new to you. Cancer Slug. Music of the Lightblood has had a long love affair with Cancer Slug, and I felt like they were the band that carried the most magnanimousness to be paired with our Earth AD discussion. So, go check out Cancer Slug at www.officialcancerslug.com and buy all of their shit. I can't say enough good things about this band. Go dive into their catalog ASAP. Later, from their Alabama Bloodbath album, we'll hear a ripper called Three Days She Bled, Three Days I Bathe. But first, from their Seasons of Sickness album, this is Cancer Slug with Burning Again. No, it's out of my hands. My rage takes over again. Who will help you now? No one at all. There's a piece behind my eyes. A little piece of death I hide. Who will hear your screams? No one at all. You know I'm burning again. Till all I see is red. Who will save your souls? No one at all. You know I'm burning again. Till all I see is red. Who will save your soul? No one at all. You know it's out of my hands. My rage takes over again. Who will help you now? No one at all. There's a piece. Behind my eyes A little piece of death I Who will hear your screams No one at all You know I'm burning again Till all I see is red Who will save your soul No one at all You know I'm burning again Till all I see is red Who will save your soul No one gentlemen you're listening to another episode of music the lifeblood big jake what are we talking about week one of the dan ziggabration has begun it is underway we are entering entering these waters so we are discussing <laughs> earth ad today earth ad wolf's blood wolf's blood and i die my darling and, i guess and Depen- depending or. on what what version of the album yeah, you're listening yeah. to. all right so let's address that first yes okay please. 
shorthand, I just always say Earth AD. I mean, that's I. I mean, that's what the front says. <laughs> that's what the cover says. <laughs> it does, but I mean, you get different different versions of the album, different covers, different back covers, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. But anyway, some have collars, some don't. I've seen. I don't know if it's a bootleg or a counterfeit or what's going on with it, but occasionally I see the back cover in color. Um, Weird. Yeah, but I don't know if it's... It looks uh, very much like a sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, front cover, uh, Mad Mark Rude. He was like a skate artist. That makes sense. And yeah. then the back cover is Carol Stockard, which, honestly, I would have been okay with the Wolf's Blood art being... Being like that. Being like the front cover cover. Yeah. So... But, I don't know. I guess it's the closest you get it's to... A co- it's a really iconic cover. Yeah, like, yeah, for you, sure. I, you know that cover. Like, yeah, the purple, the green, the white. Yeah. And I like that all the guys in the band are have... in the body of corpses, or in the, like, mass of corpses. And they yeah. got the green eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which Robo looks really funny. I, the bald one? Yeah. Yeah, he does look funny. <laughs> I actually, I scanned that over for, like, five minutes earlier, and I was like... I know there's a drummer in this band. <laughs> I was trying to find him on the cover. Yeah. The green eyes are the, the yeah, only guys in yeah. the band. But anyway, okay. So this is going to be, as far as Jake goes, he's not, he's not, he doesn't live and die by this the word is, of... This is education for me. Yeah. This is education. Big Jake doesn't live and die by the word of Danzig. I do not, Like sir. I do. Um, so... What's you your your kind of digesting this officially? I am. I am. I literally time. just heard this album for the first time for this episode. What like, are, what are the takeaways? Um I found myself enjoying it far more than I thought I would. Um Now why did you think you wouldn't? Because I don't like punk and I don't like bad recording quality. <laughs> okay. Bad's a strong word. I don't like in, I don't like intentional rawness. In 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 recording quality, uh, that was a r- bad choice of words. I uh, it just it was not it's not my thing. It's not my thing. I just just popped into my head. We're going in raw. We're going in raw. <laughs> so uh, like we're going in raw, dog man. Uh, Ooh baby, I like it raw. Ooh baby, I like it raw. <laughs> yeah. So I pop this thing in, I'm, I give it a spin, and I immediately realize there's way more songs in this album than I'm familiar with than I thought there would be. Right. Uh, I knew Die, Die, My Darling. I'm I'm bad with song titles. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was, I listened to that version. I listened to that version. Okay, let's, because we need to make a distinction. Yes, I listened to the, the, the newer version. I wasn't aware that there was, the like, the change. L- the later version. The All right, so version. originally, yes. on, uh, it was originally pressed yes. with... Uh, side one being Earth AD, so Earth yeah. AD, Queen Wasp, uh, Devil Lock, Death Comes Ripping, Green Hell. Side two being Wolf's Blood, Wolf's Blood, Demonomania, Blood Feast, Hellhound, tracking in at a fourteen minutes thirty six seconds. Yeah, this I I, I popped I looked it up on YouTube. I don't own the physical copy, and I was like, okay, it's okay twelve twelve tracks, twenty minutes. Yep, this is a punk album. Right, <laughs> like, <That's awesome. laughs> so later. Later, what happened was they combined the Die, Die, My Darling single yeah. and just stuck everything from it onto Earth AD Wolf. So there's Blood. more than one song on that single? The Die, Die, My Darling single? Yeah. Yeah, you got Die, Die, My Darling, We Buy, and the studio version of Mommy, Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight. That's not a single. <laughs> That's a double. That's a single. It's not- 
<laughs> the fact that you had to question that when you said it, I heard it in your voice, means you also know that's not a single. Anyway, so uh, uh, later, uh, later presses, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, when it went to CD and cassette, specifically through the mid-late 80s, um, when the Misfits started to really kind of pick up some momentum yeah. with the visibility of Sam Hain and the first yeah. couple Danzig albums, you get... Uh, track listing of Earth AD, Queen Wasp, Devil Lock, Death Comes Ripping, Green Hell, Mommy Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight, Wolf's Blood, Demonomating a Blood Feast, Hellhound, Die Die My Darling, and We Bite. Mommy Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight was another one that I knew when I listened to it. I was like, yeah. oh, I know this song. Yeah, yeah. there's it's one of those times where I think like the Misfits are so fucking prevalent in heavy culture music stuff, culture yeah. now that I think a lot of people, it's like one of those things you just, it's like when you move out of your mom's house. <laughs> and you and you have to start buying all the shit that mom always had you never knew. And you're you suddenly needed. like, oh my god, there's all these things that I need. Right. Yeah. I gotta get a plunger. I, I never had to buy a plunger yeah. before. Yeah, and it's that same sort of thing where you're used to just hearing everything. Yeah, yeah. I uh but yeah, I, I gave it a listen and I like I, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. I caught myself like I kind of like drumming to it with my fingers and like tapping my foot and like humming with the woes and stuff. Right, and I was right. like, I I think I like this. <laughs> like, I'm I, surprised. It is, it is easily, 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 easily my favorite Misfits album. And I think so far from what I've heard, it's definitely would be mine as well. It's it's. I mean, I of course I don't. Again, my Misfits knowledge is limited. Right. But like, it's just it's so. <sighs> Like I don't know, I don't. I, I visceral is a good word. I think like it's punk to a T. Like it's it's like the if you had to set out a blueprint for like punk music, right? It'd be this. Like it see, just, see to me to me, yeah. It's 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 a departure from really? the established punk rock roots of of the band. When you listen to an album like Static Age, which is, it's hard to you know the. The creative arc to the original run of the band from 77 yeah. to 83 is very, very interesting in my eyes because there's there's a noticeable change that happens. Now, when you listen album to album, mm-hmm. when you listen to Static Age, then Walk Among Us, then Earth AD, mm-hmm. it almost sounds like a completely different band each album. Weren't the, wasn't there different members each album yeah. too? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. probably a big part yeah. of that. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, but... But when you listen to the seven inches, when you listen to the discography and the order that it came out, yeah, it starts to make a little more sense. You can see them progressively getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Yeah. And to me, this is borderline a thrash album. You know, I mean, for, for not, like very traditional, not quote unquote traditional old school thrash, I right. can kind of agree with that. Right. Yeah. It's it is. Mm, you if know the vocals I mean? were it's, a little more harsh, it'd be, it'd sure, be right sure. there on the edge. Danzig doesn't scream. Mm-mm. He he yells. Also, Danzig, the what he does on this versus his solo stuff is like way different sure. from what I know. Sure, like sure. like this is not Mother. <laughs> like. <laughs> I hate that you even said that. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, that's me that's the Danzig song that the people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, to the layman. It was completely different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. But, I mean, the mis- it's so interesting. It's so interesting to me that this is this is the end note. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. That they stopped on. Yeah. You know, because the album was technically released about two months after the band had broken up. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, they broke it up. The original release? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, they broke up on Halloween of 83. Why? How on, like, were they at a show when they broke up? It was the last show. Oh. Um, they had, Danzig had been kind of, you know, working on, thinking about yeah. Sam Hain by that point. And uh, they, Robo had left the band. Uh, Robo from Black Flag played in the Misfits. Yeah, so he wasn't original though. So no, yeah. no, no, no. And then they got a new drummer named Brian Damage. Okay. They go to the show and he gets plastered, and like two, three songs into the show, passes out. Doyle's like, "Get the fuck off the stage! You sound like shit." And they had a guy named Todd Swalla who played with a band called the Necros. Which, if you get an opportunity, to check out the Necros because they are really fucking rad. Okay. And Todd Swalla um, finished the show. Huh. For him. And on the way home, they said, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. So, Oh, so it wasn't like a planned, like, this is our last show. It just happened to be the last show. Yeah, I mean, I, it was, you know, it's pretty well documented that Glenn was not But there wasn't flyers happy. that was like the Misfits final show, like final goodbye and stuff no, like that. They just, they just broke up afterwards. So. Yeah, I don't think so. Mark Kennedy would be the guy to ask about that. But... Yeah, that's kind of how it ended, and yeah. which is funny. I mean, just kind of how most bands end, to be honest. It like, happens, which was weird because this came out after the breakup. Yeah. And then yeah. not too long after this, we get Sam Hain. Yeah. Sam Hain starts, and Initium, you know, I can't remember the exact date of when Initium came out, but it wasn't very long after. Because so the, the idea was he's probably working on it while he was mm-hmm. still in the mist. Yeah, well, here, yeah, the, um, what is it, I think. Um, what year did this come out originally? 83? 83. Okay. December of 83. Okay. So almost Just barely. I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's crazy to think about. This came out at the same time. The old just before like 1984. Like the Van Halen 1984. And just how different that sound is. Underground. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a, that's a huge part of it. The one thing I always think in the grand scale of the Misfits history. Because they really picked up steam after the fact. Yeah, they're one of those bands that got bigger after. Well, each they were mem- gone. each member went on to do other things that also got recognition. So, well, at least two of them did. So, like when two, when other members do other things, people right. wanted they look like what else is this? But I think, but I done? think those those other members the the recognition they got was well after their uh, the zenith of all things culminating into massive recognition mm. on you know for the band i really think you know say what you want about jerry only as far as how he's conducted business the last what 20 years yeah. whatever it's been since the reunion or the the resurrection era of the band with michael graves he really has helped push the brand oh yeah for sure oh, he's the one keeping he's who kept that brand alive yeah, for the longest yeah. time um you know, made it visible, that sort of thing. Now, that said, yeah, I don't approve. You know what I mean? It bothers me some of the stuff that's been said. There's almost like a a revisionist uh, version of history. Yeah. You know, that's been slowly sort of fabricated from the Jerry Only camp, in my opinion. In my yeah. opinion, so. I'm just not. I'm not a fan of what Jerry Only's done. I mean, I don't know enough you know, about the, the situation the band, so. to have a have an opinion either way. I know that when you talk to people who really like the Misfits, they have things to say about Jerry Only. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, I mean, it would seem that the you know the past is in the past now because they 
seem to be getting along. <laughs> so at well, least for as, now. As of right now. And we'll do a full-blown reunion episode. Yeah. Um, for the official, you know, the, the music, the lifeblood, October Dan's Danzig Abration. In case you didn't catch that at the beginning of the That's show. That's going on right Every, now. every October is the music, the lifeblood, Danzig Abration. So, um, but we'll do, we'll do a full reunion discussion. But, um, you know, it might only have been these two shows, you know, for the Riot Fest, the Denver yeah, and the Chicago. Be. Even still, at least it's, it's, I don't know, it's those things that when you, there's a band that you like, you want to imagine them being like pals. Like you want to imagine them sure. like getting along with each other at the very least. So like the fact, even if it is just two shows and they've buried the hatchet and like things are cool, like it's, it's still cool to like... There's still now there could be a future. Like now there's always the chance of let's get it together and record a song. Right. Like let's get together and put out an album. Right. So like I would hope always that chance. You know, because I mean, I'll be honest, hearing a Misfits album from the original lineup with today's recording stuff would be. Now I'm assuming being them, it would still be like it would still be very visceral and raw. Sure. That's what they do. But it still would. There's something about that that like excites me. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I would like to hear with as metal as Doyle's guitar playing. Doyle is, is now. just a me- he's just a metal band. Like he's just in metal now. Yeah. <laughs> like- yeah. yeah. So I'd I'd like to hear that. You know, I'd like to hear Glenn's, you know, what is he? Sixty, I don't know how old he is now. Yeah. Sixty year old version of the Misfits, you know, voice what I mean? kind of that thing, it yeah. that it could be like it could it could be, be darker potentially than it was darker and creepier yeah. and that sort of thing it's like when you look at alice cooper now yeah you know, it's different you, you know yeah. that's alice cooper but like alice cooper looks like he's a murdering pedophile now you yeah know but I mean? he's like, like totally a cardinal in his church and yeah, like the nicest yeah, dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he looks terrifying yeah, now because yeah. he's old but anyway um yeah so earth ad yeah i consider it to be all just a few steps away from thrash not quite, not quite yeah. there. Um, yeah. I would even label it hardcore, a, uh, specifically old school hardcore. Yeah, I yeah for sure. Yeah, I like it, seriously. It is just like some harsh vocals and a guitar solo away <laughs> from a thrash album. Right, it really right. is. Yeah. yeah, and that's a funny thing about the vocals on this album because Glenn Danzig is tr- he's just always just been a singer. It's just kind of like shouty singing yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah it's definitely not a, like the aggressive vocals. Tom like. Arias, you know. Yeah, scream, yeah, yeah. Which is neat because it's neat to hear a band, an aggressive band, not constantly. You can hear voice distortion. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah that yeah, you yeah. get from like an Exodus or a, yeah. a Slayer or whatever. So I think in that sense, I think it's neat because, he, I mean, he sings in key. You know, yeah, what, no, that's, you know what it's, I'm, or it's, he yells in key. I guess the only thing like musically on it that I heard because I okay, it's just my habit when I hear a really raw album, it's like find the flaws. Like I have to look, listen for him. And the only thing I heard of this whole album that like that I thought was like Ugh, was there's one snare roll that's sloppy, like he's doing sixteenths before like coming into a verse, and it's like <laughs> he just like doubles them, and it's like that's eh, forgivable. It's a, like a raw album, right. and then I heard. One section of a song where it sounded like one of the bass strings was out of tune, <laughs> and I was like, "But still, I mean, that's I mean, that's kind of the point of this band. It's like it's the raw visceralness that makes them what they are. Right. Yeah. So like, it was totally forgivable. But like, I was surprised at like how well they work together as a unit. Yeah, it was interesting to talk to Spot. 
the guy that produced and engineered the album or co-produced and engineered the album, um, which by the way, you'll get a full interview, uh, with spot. Yes. Um, you can announce that now this Dan Ziggeration. So that that was a huge deal for me. And, one of the I talked to Spot for four fucking hours, <laughs> and uh, what I'll do is I think I'm gonna I'm gonna release an episode as just like Earth AD tidbits, yeah, um, or Misfits related tidbits, and then I'll I'll release just the whole interview. Gotcha. But we jumped around a lot, so it, I think it's gonna be hard to just straight listen to just to, because it's all over the place. I mean, it, I mean, spot has a spot has a very unique conversation. If you style. listen to this show, <laughs> you are used to just like tangents, right? Okay. So. Right, okay. I just, I mean, just listeners be warned. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's coming. So, and then also too, I guess we can, announce you can finally that announce. I this. can finally announce that I did an interview with Arthur Googie, um, who played drums on the walk among us album. So that's out. The cat's out of the bag. It's coming. This Dan Ziggabration. So, cause I've, I've had people like I was they, I was recently out at a show with Thorax and they're like, "What do you guys do on the podcast?" And I was like, "Things are happening, <laughs> big things are happening." <laughs> and they're like, "Well, you guys do like a Misfits thing, don't you?" And I was like, "Yeah." Like, does it involve that? Yeah. Can you say who it is? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I was just like I had guys out of the fifth like trying to dig it out of me, and I'm just like, "No, I can't. I'm sorry." Right. Yeah. So I mean, and talking to Arthur was uh fucking amazing, and I got I got clarity on a story. Um, I mean, we're supposed to be talking about Earth AD, but I mean, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll wet okay. I'll, I'll wet everyone's wet palate, I guess, wet wet, whatever you want to call it. Um, he I got Arthur's take on. Uh, the the incident that happened in San Francisco in 82, I believe, where there was a fight and yeah. it turned into a riot on stage where um, Doyle got into a fight. Arthur got into a fight. Jerry and Glenn. It was like with each other. Or? No, no. The crowd. Oh, there, there was some people starting some shit in the crowd. And I finally got the the story that happened because okay. I've only ever read about it. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. the only thing you ever usually read is Doyle got pissed and broke a guitar over a guy's head. Good. That would be bad. <laughs> He's very strong. <laughs> he is. And we're talking, we're talking about like a 17 year old Doyle at that okay, point. Not quite so, as like crazy jacked as right, he is now. Right. But, he looks like he's made of marble. He does. <laughs> he's, he is a demigod. He looks like steel stretched over stone. <laughs> you insane. know, the first time I saw him, like, like physically saw him, like in an interview or something, I thought he was wearing like a suit. I thought he was wearing like a like one of those like fake muscle suits. Right. And then he moved, and I was like, oh, oh, he's just stupid, Jack. That's for a, it's real life. Yeah. Is this real life? <laughs> but anyway, I got I got the story of that. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Lots of really good things for this year's Danzig abrasion. So um, hopefully next year I'll actually get to sit in Glenn Danzig's living room and talk to him about some. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, man. Oh, dude! Fingers oh. crossed. I just go show up at the at the the gate. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Glenn! <laughs> I got my laptop. Can I come in? <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, stay tuned for that for this yes, year's dance yes, yes, yes. Now, okay. Anyway, Earth big, AD. Big Earth things. AD. Earth AD. Earth AD. So, Earth ad. Mer- Stop it. <laughs> my my favorite song on this album. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? Uh, I did have one. Let me see the track listing names. Uh, Death Comes Ripping was the one I enjoyed. That's kind of the fan favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody everybody that I always talk to is like, fucking Death Comes Ripping. Yeah. Fuck. You know. 
Because I had and to look at the track list. I remember the number, but I didn't know the title. Structurally, that song is killer. Yeah. Killer, yeah. killer. And the way that it starts, that's a perfect opening song, which is funny because they opened with it at Riot Fest. Really? Which that's awesome. was pretty freaking I still sweet. need to see the footage. I've not found good footage from that yet, and I don't want to see it until it's good footage. It's been confirmed there were cameras on stage at the Chicago show. Okay, cool. I so, just noticed that this werewolf on the back has a dick. A dingus. He has a dingus. Sorry, that's caught me off guard. Wolf dingus. Wolf dingus. Okay, continue. Anyway, death comes ripping. Yep. Turn that's- the lights down low. <laughs> and bolt the doors up. I kept trying to get like future is coming. I kept trying to get lyrics from it. Future rising. But I was <laughs> I was struggling to get lyrics from some of it. Shotgun blast a demon piece of lip. <laughs> it's got speaking of lyrics. Yeah. This album from a wait. I didn't even say my favorite song. You didn't. I think it's man. I really like Blood Feast. Really? A lot. The towards Which is funny yeah. because those two songs were originally intended by Glenn to be part of the Sam Hain catalog. Really? He gave he gave the songs to the album so that they'd have a little more material for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice of him. That's it, which mean I mean, I really like Sam Hain. But I think about like what if Blood Feast and Death Comes Ripping was on the first Sam Hain album? Mm-hmm. How different that album would be. Yeah. It would give it a slightly more Edge. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, a little more kind of thing to it. So, anyway. Sam Hain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Earth AD. Hain. Earth AD. Anyway. Earth AD. Um, I I really like Blood Feast. But, anyway, uh, lyric-wise, did you find anything weird? Because most of the times when I talk to a new listener to this yeah. album, they tend to always say the same thing. The lyrics don't fit. I didn't think that. I thought they fit. What I, I, I It's... It's very shouty punk vocals, so I struggled with some of like hearing some of the lyrics because right. it's like when you listen to metal and you get used to this that scream sound, you hear the words. Yeah, and I feel like it's the same thing with punk. If you listen to it, you can hear the words better than the people who don't. So I struggled with some of the words. What I heard, I had this thought, and I was like, "Are they saying that? Are those the word? Is he saying something about heads and buckets?" And I was like, "That's <laughs> probably." And he was like, "That's." Pro- I was like, "That's probably not it." And I was like, "You know what? This is the Misfits. That might be it. <laughs> that might be it. like that might be what I hear." Heads and buckets. I, there was some, there was something I was trying to catch lyrics. I mean, I heard most of the lyrics on "Die Die My Darling," which that one's that one seemed more clear. Yeah, like the recording quality. Well, well, it was recorded at a different session. Yeah, it seems obviously. it seems way more clear. Which, by the way. Just for clarity purposes. Yeah, that's not, yeah. Not that the is, not, that the is not Robo playing drums on Die Diamond yeah, Darling. Yeah. That is Arthur Googie. Gotcha. So just putting that out there. But I was just like, it's that's the one that I really got the vocals for. And I didn't think, I didn't think it was that, that out of place. It was very like horror movie-esque and very like, uh, <clears throat> all right. So those are the right lyrics. Here? Those are the lyrics to Hellhound. Okay. Am I reading them out loud? Yeah, read them, okay. read them, read them. Um, got a hellhound dog. That hellhound's going to rip your face off. Got a hellhound dog. That hellhound's going to tear right off. Uh, tear what? Got a hellhound. Get a, got a hellhound born. A hellhound born to the pack. Got a hellhound. This is so punk, like punk structure. Right. Just keep saying the same thing. And I know that I might be dead. Those who seek it out, those who stand a few. Hell, hell of Satan's pack. We are born of hate. 
both feet into hell. Take another step towards the bleeding light. Those who seek it out, those who stand a few. We are part of it. Got a hellhound dog. The hellhound's going to rip your face found. Got a hellhound dog. That's hellhounds. Okay. I don't think that's anything... Like, that seems right up the alley that I expect the Misfits lyrics to be. But it doesn't. Okay? All right, so... You have to, and this is one of the things that I like to, I like to talk, I like to talk about from a, um, from a real kind of like music acumen sort of part of the discussion that Glenn Danzig started deviating from, uh, rhymed iambic pentameter at this point. He started doing unrhymed iambic pentameter, which adds to the abrasiveness of the album because none of this shit rhymes. None of it flows naturally. But it sounds good with the music. But like, it's yeah. but but it makes it it makes it work. And the best example that everyone can have like immediate recall of and recognize is anything off of Slayer Rain and Blood. What do you mean? Where Tom Araya is not singing in time, quote unquote, and not rhyming. It is yeah. not flowing naturally. Yeah. It is literally almost I, I hate to say it, but almost like word vomit. It's 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 a poetry less more poetry less than a song kind of right, thing. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It's a very abrasive kind of writing style that he that he started appropriating at this point in yeah. his career, and he'll do it off and on the rest of his career. Now he doesn't do it all the time, but he started doing it at this point gotcha. because there's nothing on on Static Age or Walk Among Us that you could kind of like that doesn't rhyme. That well, not necessarily that, but that doesn't. It does not have a natural sort of ebb and flow with what's going on mm-hmm. musically. This is just because when you read it in time, he shouts, Got a hellhound dog, that hellhound's gonna rip your face off. Got a hellhound dog, the hellhound's gonna tear right through. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes at that flow. Uh, or like, uh, uh, good example. Okay, and I know I might be dead. Those who seek it out, those who stand a few, hell, hell of Satan's pack. We are born of hate, both feed into hell. Take another step. He's not there's there's consistencies there, but yeah. every it's almost like every fourth it's, or eighth line he deviates from it. It's it's the the it's because he's doing he's matching syllables to the to the to the music like number wise, not so much like by literature. He's right, not the right, the words right. don't rhyme, but the symbol, the syllables match up to the, sure, to the, sure, the, the sure. what they need, which it gives it this uh, from a vocal standpoint. It gives this sort of lurching, sort of like moving behemoth, sort of Oops. you know, sort of vibe to to yeah. it lyrically, and it enhances how nasty the album really, really, truly is. Now he doesn't do it on every song, obviously, yeah. but when he does do it, it is extremely effective. Yeah, in in creating a you know, it's kind of like when you listen to black metal. Mm-hmm. Black metal is made intentionally in a way that is off-putting. To made to made to be uncomfortable. Yes, yeah. it makes you like it. Ugh, it creates an unease yeah. as far as the listening experience goes. And this is sort of that same thing. That's why. That's part of the reason. Not only the pace, the pacing of the album, the speed in the album, and the kind of guitar quality where there's a lot of down strumming and yeah, yeah, you know. Not even chugs. It's just like it's almost like you're just beating a guitar, it's chainsaw guitar. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. That's why I can. That's why I say it's it's just barely two three steps away from thrash. Yeah, no, for you sure, know, I agree. Yeah. So I always this this album has really really fascinated me for the longest time because when you compare it to, 
you know, a song on even a like I don't know any song on Static Age would be a really good example of this because if you can, let me find one. Um, Hybrid Moments would be a really good example off of Static Age. If you're gonna scream and scream with me, it's like this never planned. When do creatures rape your face? Hybrids opened up the door. It has a it has a mm-hmm. a self flow. There's, yes. Ooh, baby, when you cry, your face is momentary. It all like there is there is a natural like there there you could draw a line from that as aggressive as it is you could draw a line to like some fifties and sixties doo wop. Oh yeah, for sure. You know Liter- I mean? They literally do like the like in the the first the first thing you hear on the album. Uh, Robo's playing like a doo-wop beat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like oh, well, that would have is... been that would have been Mr. Jim. That's Mr. Jim on Static Age. But anyway, um, no, I meant on on Earth AD. Oh, on Earth AD. Oh, the first on drum, Earth AD. Yeah, the first do, drum thing you hear. Do, yeah, it's very like doo-woppy, very much like soda shop. Put on your skirts and slacks. Yeah, and then it changes. Like, but the first thing you hear is really like just bass and that 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 drum beat, and it's yeah. really like I was waiting for like people to start snapping their fingers. What's up, motherfucker? This is Dustin from Music the Lifeblood. Are you on Instagram? Do you like that shit? Well, guess what? So is Music the Lifeblood. Just search Music the Lifeblood. You can check out pictures of my record collection, and you're going to get random pictures of Haggis the Wonder Mutt, the official Music the Lifeblood dog. All right, Instagram. Fuck yeah. Music the Lifeblood. Woo! This album fascinates me because I think it is, I think it's one of the forks 
in the evolutionary tree of 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 aggressive music now you know we always when we talked about this a while back venom always comes up always as yeah. one of the like you like venom then you go oh yeah black metal you know and then yeah, all of yeah. a sudden you you just completely and change gears yeah, that's a thing now um but i think the misfits really 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 could be one of one of those very very important right when the tree forks yeah right when we get a new branch now that said obviously there was other stuff going on around the time and i think stuff that got more notoriety oh yeah from from an influence standpoint but you cannot not cite earth ad wolf's blood as one of those yeah because it's an extremely important like said, I you're there's not a, a young teenager alive who's who isn't in like high school band or playing music in a band like on their in their like mom's garage right that hasn't heard something about the misfits and it's influenced them some way sure sure like there that 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 doesn't exist like I like I said I don't care for Misfits. One of the first songs I guess I don't care. I'm learning about the Misfits. One of the first songs that I played with a band was a Misfits song. <laughs> like what was it? Some kind of love or some kind of hate? Excuse me. Oh, okay. Some kind of love and some kind of hate. Yeah, we did that one. Maggots and the I love won't cop you learn. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, we did that one. Yep, we did that when I was like. 13 or 14. I said, whoa! Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did that. It was I great. It. I love it. It's amazing. Anyway, this album is important. It is. It, it is. gets it gets overlooked. I think way it I think it, even much. if it's musically not a like a like a fork in the tree from an aesthetic view, it like really shaped things. Like just as what? Like the cover? The cover, the way they do them like even just them on stage they had a very metal aesthetic just musically they weren't metal mm-hmm. and it like it that still influences things to this day yeah i would agree with that yeah yeah this that at that point during during the stuff that's when they had the look dialed in yeah 100 percent. you know you can you can look at walk among us the era walk among us so if you look at like the halloween single yeah um what's on halloween halloween one and two and i think Horror Hotel, I think. Where's my seven inch at? It's oh, it's in the other room. It's in the okay. other room. Anyway, um, but when you look at the Walk Among Us era stuff, obviously the Devil Locks were there. The yeah. you know the black and the spikes and the cut up guitars and stuff like that. But you had Arthur Googie with a white, bright white pair of jeans and bleach blonde hair. Yeah. You know, wh- yeah. which was. That's kind of weird. Yeah, you don't quite fit there, champ. Like yeah. you're not a not a yeah. not riding I, the same train. I, was, as these guys. I always like whenever I see a picture of of them with with Googie and he's got his white jeans on. I always like he looks like the archangel to the three demons. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. always kind of what I think of. But, yeah. But no, they had shit dialed in by that point. How what you know the horror I mean? punk thing? Yes, like they had it dialed. That in. was it. Yeah. That was absolutely it. That carried over to the Sam Hain stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which, man. Just fascinating, just a fascinating album. I mean, I, I'm 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 digging it, man. I didn't think, like I said, I I knew going into October would be a learning experience for me, but like I didn't expect to to enjoy it so far as much as I am. Like hearing all these Misfits albums are like, shit's good. <laughs> like yeah. I, I dig it. I think the the recording of it is equally as fascinating too. 
because it was <laughs> yeah. the the legend is the legend yeah. is and Spot had things t- to say that kind of disputed this. Really? So bleh. I sounded like to me they recorded it all at once. Well, that's what it sounded like to me. So the legend goes that they played a show in Santa Monica. After yeah. the show was over, they went to the studio with Spot. Did Oof, did rough. <laughs> did did basic tracks. Yeah, everything but vocals. Um, and specifically, what always get mentioned when they were doing uh, when they recorded "Mommy, Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight," mm-hmm. the middle break where Glenn says, "Mommy, can, can I, I go, go out and kill tonight?" Yeah. That part they had to wake him up to do it so they could get the timing right. So that's why on the record you hear you hear the scratch vocal right before you hear the actual vocal. So what do you mean? Like you can hear you, you can, hear it layered almost. Yeah, you can hear it layered in in the mix. You can hear mommy, mommy. You know, it, like you can hear him. Huh. You know, you can hear part of the original vocal there. So anyway, and then at a later date, I think that would have been what was that? I think October of eighty two, and then June eighty three. Yeah. Out east in New Jersey somewhere. Um, they they redid some more tracks. Yeah. Um, they, you know, like did some vocal overdubs, recorded a couple more songs, um, did actual vocals and fixed some stuff and tuned yeah. things up. So that's what the urban legend, that's what the lore is. Um, and you can check that on like MisfitsCentral.com, places like that. But And he has something to say about that. Spot, yeah. Spot, I, you know, I, I chalk this up to obviously – Spot's a very busy guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. A very busy guy. And he has had a long career of being a very busy guy. Yeah. And, you know, in my initial back and forth with him, he was, you know, I don't really remember much. And I was like, you know what? Let's just talk anyway because it might spark something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was funny, the knowledge that Spot didn't necessarily remember about tracking the album, he had more recollection of events surrounding the album. I mean, which is what you want anyway. Yeah. yeah, which was fascinating. He talked about meeting Jerry and Doyle's mom when he was staying at their house. <laughs> I can forget they were like teenagers and they yeah, recorded yeah, this yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which was really funny. And uh, apparently there was a across the street neighbor named George that yeah. taught him how to clean a gun. Thought Spot. Spot, like just like, hey, come over. I'll teach you how to clean this gun. <laughs> yeah. And <sighs> another, awesome. another funny story was that that guy um, – and this yeah. is all when recording Earth AD. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The two, three, True. potential yeah, three yeah. sessions surrounding Earth AD. That's nuts. Um, which there was a funny story, too, that he was hanging out with the guy across the street um, who Spot Spot thought was sort of kind of doing some stuff to help out with the band. Yeah. Um, that the dude, George, gave Spot $20. Yeah. So when he got back to L.A. to go to a restaurant and send him some salsa. Huh. But spots used the twenty and never sent the salsa. Oh, I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. It, <laughs> but <laughs> but he, I mean, he felt really bad about it too. I mean, I'm just saying, like, yeah. I'm not judging his character. I'm just saying, like, he's young person in 1982 when someone give you twenty dollars. It's like I'm gonna use this twenty dollars. <laughs> right, right. Like, but <laughs> spot genuinely, genuinely felt bad when i was talking huh, to him that's yeah. awesome i mean we had a good laugh about it he was like yeah that's how i learned how to clean a gun i was like what huh. i mean <laughs> whenever a band's in the studio there's always right. stories like yeah, even, yeah, yeah. even small local bands there's stories and he Things did happen. he did he had he had stories talking about the tracking of the album that yeah. um 
they were just kind of like full blast <laughs> in the studio, <laughs> which he thought was a good thing. Kind of oh, the yeah. same approach he had with Black Flag. Just get him in a room and put some mics on him. And yeah. don't. He specifically said a lot of engineer and producer people are uh, are afraid of high volume. Yeah. And he said, don't be afraid. Which, of it. especially if you're using this is '80s, like solid state wasn't really a thing yet. Like most most heads were tubed. And yeah. The louder you yeah. turn up a tube head, the better it sounds. Yeah. The warmer yeah. those tubes get. Yeah. Exactly. So like, people, uh, it, it's one of the things that bugged me when we when we recorded the Refractions album. We wanted we, we knew we we're using tubed heads. We're like we need to have be at least at like five. And we record we were in like early twenties, like twenty, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. We were just at this dude's house and he's like, Guys, I can't I can't do that and we're like, Well, you're doing it. <laughs> like we just mate put him in a closet and then like buried it with with like right. with blankets and then put the mic on it and shut the closet door and just cranked it to like nine. That <laughs> was like, awesome. It was awesome. That's exactly how you're supposed to yeah, do it. Yeah, it was great. I thought. I mean, he had some. He had some interesting anecdotes. He talked about there was. Um, he said it was not the initial tracking session. Yeah. Um, but the follow one of the follow ups, and he seemed to think there was more than one. Really. So, you know, I'm. I'm not. You know, I'm not disputing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm also not confirming. You know what I mean? But I'm just going by what he said. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they were tracking, and there was a monitor overhead of the board, the mixing yeah. board. And that the monitor fucking fell off the wall. They had it turned up so loud. Hit the board. Session over. <laughs> like destroyed. Ooh. Like fell down, fell down, and like destroyed the board. So, which is interesting because we're talking about you know depending on what it, he said he remembered the mixing console they were using. He does he has a recall of what mixing console it was, but the fact that it was just like. We're done. We can't do. We can't do anything. <laughs> like else. we literally yeah. can't do anything else. So, and I've never heard a story like that about a spot recording session before. Yeah. So, ugh. it's also one of yeah. those things that if only probably the f- five people that were there would know that. Right. So, right. and that's not right. something like I don't know. That I'm, that part doesn't come up often. Yeah. So like, it, yeah, yeah. You may be the only one who knows that story now. It's a like, it's a it's a footnote, and you know, it's just a footnote. Yeah. Yeah. Now. So. Anyway, I in a really interesting conversation. You yeah, know? and so I'm looking. And this for, all this is all around Earth AD recording. Yeah, so like this is all ties yeah. in. Yeah, I'm, and I asked him about because there's been a lot made about um, that they actually tracked feedback. Like they just like just recorded feedback to yeah. use. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> and just track it, you know, yeah. like mix it in. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and uh, I asked him about that. I was like, because there's a lot of people that talk about you guys just tracked feedback and it's in the mix. Yeah. And he said, I asked, do you have, did, was that actually a thing or is that just kind of bleed over and things like that? And he didn't seem to, rec- he didn't seem to recall doing that specifically. Yeah. But the gist of what I got was that it was recorded in a way he remembers them in the big room yeah. of the studio that they were working in out in California. And he said he remembers them being in that big room. And obviously sound is going to bounce around yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. And you might have stuff just getting picked up here and there, whatever it is. Yeah. But what I can tell you is that there is feedback all over Earth AD Wolf's Blood. All yeah. over that fucking album. Every, I mean, the beginning of the yeah. album. You know, that is that's feedback happening. You know what Doyle's doing on guitar, and it it just 
I was amazed. I was amazed. I was absolutely amazed, not only as a fan of the band, but as someone who's interested in music history about how just like, just fucking do it. He yeah, was, yeah. He was about just the whole thing. They were like, get him in a room and fucking record him. Hey, you. Who, me? Yeah, you listening to this episode of Music the Lifeblood. Since you're getting this shit for free, why don't you do Music the Lifeblood a favor? Okay. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, then leave a rating and review, even if you hate it. If you're not on iTunes, is there a like button? Yes. Then hit it. And don't forget to share this episode on whatever bullshit social media platform you're into. All right? All right. Fuck yeah! Music the lifeblood. The genius of Spot. Yes. Is palpable. Quite. 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 Yes, indubitably quite. Indubitably quite. Mm. Yes. Mm. Spot. (laughs) I Mm. like that he's just Spot. Yeah. Not first name, last name, just Spot. He's an artist. Is he, is he the artist? He's an artist. He's a, literally put something in front of him and he'll fucking play it. I wish I was one of those people. Yeah, banjo, clarinet, piano, probably tuba. Yeah. Drums. I, I tried to play guitar yesterday and it was it was bad. It was the worst. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I'll show you later. I recorded it. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. I did. I, did. I really right. did. Right. All right, anyway, anyway, anyway. I just, I'm, the the myriad of ways that Earth AD fascinates me is, yeah. it's just. It's a fascinating album. It's right in, down to the artwork. Incalculable. Incalculable. You got, well, I mean, earlier, we yes. were, what's fun, okay. Anyway, earlier we were talking about the difference between beginning of Misfits catalog and ending of Misfits catalog. Yeah, the, like the very, very beginning is like basically the doors. And the yeah. very, very late is yeah, what was your... ba- almost thrash metal. Yeah. So I played I played you the I played you the uh cough cool. Yeah. And she. And I liked that a lot, actually. Single. I really enjoyed that. That drummer was really good. Yeah. <laughs> that was Manny Martinez. He was the one who just did like their first couple stuff and then I think left, it was right? Manny. Yeah, he wasn't there very long. Yeah. He was just like when they were still in like a garage kind of thing. I guess. I mean, when were they not in a garage? I'm just saying that's the hard. When you first start up and you're trying to get a band off the ground, you're going to have 800 people who want to be in your band and are there for two practices and like you never see them again. (laughs) Like it just is what it is. Worst band members ever. Yeah. But anyway, that that cough cool single, Jesus Criminy, commands a fairly high price. Really? Yeah. If you have like the the physical single. Yeah. If you have one of the original ones, which I don't, my catalog would know how many were pressed. I'm gonna find out. Grab it. I'm gonna find out. Fact check. Out. Fact, fact check. check. Fact check. Should we'll be like this. first or second fact page. Fact check. We'll ruin this podcast. Um, let's see. Seventy-seven to eighty-three. Cough cool. Comes out in. There's not really uh, prices on these things. It's just. Oh, I lied. <laughs> Uh, blank recordings, uh, August 1977, 500 copies. 500. That's way more than I anticipated, actually. Yeah? Like, bands now don't release 500 copies. Like, that's this. Oh, that's because people don't buy 500 physical copies. Even still. Yeah. I I said this to you one time, and, like, you kind of looked at me crazy, and I'm going to say it again, because now it rings even truer to me. They are the epitome of fake it till you make it. This was their first... They, this is 1977. I gave you that same look again. Yeah, these are 17 
and 20 year old kids who are releasing an album out of their garage and they made 500 copies they got a lot of friends no they don't they don't have that many (laughs) friends like that that is we're going to be something huge come hell or high water so we're selling all these goddamn albums it's weird that it happened like 30 years later that is fake it till you make it man yeah i just happened to fake it like for like 27 years (laughs) until something happened that's um the last known original pressing of that that I know sold for over like a thousand dollars. Ooh, yeah, I yeah, it's crazy to think about that. Fo- following this, following this mindset, right? If of like your very first album, like I think back to my very first album, and if in another fifteen years from now, somehow. <laughs> Like I start right. playing huge music, right? Right. That album's gonna go for like a thousand dollars, and it literally had crayon front. <laughs> the front album art was done in crayon, and I was fifth, sixteen, and we right. had an artist do it, and he did it in crayon. It looks super cool, but right. like, I think back to the quality of that recording, and it's right. like somebody would pay a thousand dollars for that. <laughs> it's, it's not just, what you know, and that's the thing. That's the. Th- Thing yeah. about the Misfits legacy is that the the legacy of the band is now bigger than any single moving yeah. part. Yeah, you know of it. It's just huge. It's it's just like this all influencing sort of thing. You know, you, it's a very, like legendary status. You know, yeah. when when a band slowly moves from just a garage band to cultural cultural impacting you know sort of thing and it's it's just massive 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 and i'm just i'm always amazed at that kind of stuff but yeah the difference from cough cool to earth ad wolf's blood it's crazy it's nuts it's night and day and it's literally six years it'd be like looking at my my first band that was very much like 2000s pop punk we didn't really know what we wanted to do comparing that to like thorax (laughs) and the time frame is double yeah and it's completely different people and these are the same people in a smaller time frame and they change that much like it's it's insane yeah bands don't do that yeah (laughs) like it's unreal i think i think i just i'm never not in awe at their at the discography yeah it's varied to say the least. Yes. Especially if you think yes. about yeah. not just the misfits, everything they all went on to do and you yeah. look at all of it, like think about how much that changes again. Like Doyle's in a metal band. Doyle's in a thrash band. Yeah. Like no argument about that. Like it's just another change. Like, geez, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm I was always kinda interested in the trajectory of Doyle. Of him as a musician because he's gotten heavier and fucking heavier. Yeah. As, he literally as, built a steel guitar. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, graphite. I mean, what, I mean, I mean come whatever. on now. Yeah. It's it's just so like, ah, yeah. you know what I mean? But I feel like you can find twinges of the misfits in Doyle's stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. In the Doyle. Yeah, yeah. Like when you listen to Abominator, and which, by the way, as we die, I really need that album to come out. Jesus Criminy. The new one? Yeah, yeah, the new Doyle album. I cannot... I just... Raging Boner. Yeah? This is epic hard on. Hashtag... Raging Boner. Boner Patrol. Hashtag Boner Jams. <laughs> With a Z. Boner Jams. <laughs> boner Jam 16. <laughs> Doyle as we die. I can, I just cannot... I can't... There. I, I've looked at some of the tracking. Yeah. Um, they put up a few videos of them tracking the album on the Instagram. There's a... 
there Brandon Pertzborn. Pertzborn? I, no, yeah, I, I really just hope I'm getting his name right. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but anyway, him doing some drum parts, and there's literally some blast beats. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. You know, how fucking heavy is that going to be? Blast beats are, no matter Alex, what you do to blast beats, they're heavy. Alex, <laughs> Alex, from, Alex from Cancer Slug just screaming on top of it, and Doyle just, you know, I can't wait for it. I think it's going to yeah, be amazing. Doyle has such an interesting like playing style too. Like yes, Doyle he does. just plays like Doyle, and that's it. Yeah, I've you know I've heard him interviewed. He did a uh, he did a rig rundown with. Yeah, I've the, seen that as well. I've seen that as well. It's from it's Guitar World. Who does Guitar rig World rundown. guitar yeah. player? It's one of those two. Yeah. One of those. I'm pretty sure it's Guitar World. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, he did a he did a rig rundown, and he was like, "I know how to play my stuff." Yeah, exactly. And smoke on the water. <laughs> he's not like a he's not like a student. He's not you know a he's I mean? not a learned musician. Yeah, he's, he's like uh, give I, I me a guitar and I'll play some shit. Yeah, yeah, he's like have guitar will smash. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's just that simple with him. So, and you and you can see where it came from. You know, Earth AD. You know what I mean? Just listen to Earth AD, and you go, okay, that's him. This is him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 30 whatever years later whatever the case is and like it's amazing to see that creative arc yeah yeah it's just oh my god there's a lot of lineage there's a lot a lot to dig into in this band like yes. there's some you need a you need a you need a big shovel to get into the history of the misfits you got to dig so were, you were listening to the you were listening to the later version right yes that yeah. has mommy and die die my darling and we bite on it right yes any like you know what i mean what do you mean was it when you compare that to the original version? Does it feel different? It. I definitely because I didn't know there was two versions of this, right. and we like they recorded this different. Something is different, and the, the first thing I noticed was like these drums are way different. Like, and then you said, "Oh, that's a different drummer," and I was like, "Oh, well, I knew that without having to know that." Right. And uh, right. the recording quality is a little more clear. Um, I don't know. It doesn't feel. Because Earth Eddie definitely feels like they put four of them in a room and recorded it all at once. Right. Like they just, just like you said, just fucking do it. And the those three songs seemed like they were a little more mm, systematic about it. Like they seemed definitely seemed that there was like that one wasn't good enough, do it again. And you right. could tell if I you could tell me right now that every track on Earth AD was done in one take, and I go, Okay. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll buy that. <laughs> right, right. And they just probably rehearsed right. it a lot. Like, right. yeah. yeah. But like it definitely sounded like on those three two or three songs, like it was like they went to a studio and laid it all down. Like instead of just going. So that's what it sounded like to me anyway. It still was a little raw, but I mean I mean we're talking punk music. Yeah. So but it definitely seemed a little more systematic to to a to the recording process. Separation. Yeah. Less blurry edges. Yes. Much, much less blurry. Like, yeah, it's yeah. A, definitely a cleaner recording. I think of, you know, I think of Earth AD. Earth AD is like... I When I first heard this album, when I first turned it on, I thought it was a live recording. Like, that's how, like, raw it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. That makes sense. Like, I, I mean, it, that makes sense, though. Yeah, I thought it was like yeah. a, like a, like, in a venue. And I think that's maybe kind of the the element they were kind to, trying to portray is they want to give you that feeling of a show sure. on an album. Sure. Yeah, which a lot of bands like to do that kind of thing. So I think this Earth AD was what Metallica wanted to have happen on St. Anger. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I can't even say you're wrong because I see that mind thought. I see that like that you know process I mean? not, that not even necessarily the same genre of music. No, but, but like we want to go back to same like that raw sound. Vibe. And, yeah. You know what I mean? 
which uh, you can't I think every time the only band that I could think of that could like do that naturally like would just fucking play bah, yeah it's probably Neurosis but that's an odd example <laughs> that's a perfect example maybe maybe I don't know maybe Shellac or Big Black because it's if it's Steve Albini recording it I mean it's gonna go the way yeah. he wants it to go but when when you think of albums that have that sort of vibe, there's less of them as opposed to more of them. Oh, absolutely, obviously. yeah. But you know, it's it's so it's such a fleeting thing to be able to capture. Yeah, it's so fucking hard to do. I feel like it's it's more. You get that feeling this album gets you in like modern hardcore punk, just quote unquote hardcore punk. That like it it that this is that like it's the same sure it has that same feeling across the board right so like i think i feel like they definitely like kind of set the blueprint this album maybe even just specifically this album may have set the blueprint for that hardcore punk sound because that very much reminds me of the hardcore punk sound with just different vocals right because the the hardcore well it's i mean it is i mean there's a lot of a lot of really seminal albums came out before earth ad and it's funny how many spot worked on yeah jesus (laughs) jesus christ the only like as far as like the punk genre quote unquote the only other stuff that i think can come anywhere near Earth AD is probably Minor Threat, Black Flag, obviously. Oh, Black Flag, yeah. Um, and I wouldn't even lump the Damned in with that, though, because the Damned are a much it's more... It's way different. Yeah. yeah. They're all American bands. So I, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, in that sense, the Misfits are a very East Coast band, in oh, yeah. my opinion. They have a very kind of... They're from Jersey, aren't yeah, they? They're yeah, they're from Jersey, yeah. They have a very kind of East Coast vibe to them. Kind of like a working class band. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The working class band. Yeah. I yeah. Would think. They yeah. they have that, and I think that's something that kind of sticks with you when it comes to the Misfits. Like, you know, we need to sell these seven inches so we can make this seven inch. You know, I mean, if you're if you're if your plan for a band is to pocket the money as members, like if your if your band is not just a bar band or that's just like a side, literally a side job, sure. and that's your goal is to just. I have a real job. This is I just make extra money because I like playing. If you want to be in a band and be somewhere, and you're pocketing the money you're getting from shows, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, that yeah. money has to go back to the band yeah. to support the next thing you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just I don't know. In that sense, that's what really struck me about when I talked to Arthur uh, to Googie. Yeah. Um, when I talked to him, he still very much has that mentality. He's really? he's very much like yeah fucking I work in property management and I do I do the noise on the side and you know I'd love for the noise to take off and we're talking about like a fifty five year old dude yeah and because, he's like well, and he's just as like yeah I want to do this as he was when he was twenty it's one of those things where like I have I have this people I have to have this discussion with people who don't get it who don't play music it's right. like why do you pay all this money and go like i'm leaving two weeks ago all the way to denver and then missoula montana right and like we're doing it ourselves like we booked it ourselves we did it all ourselves i'm like why do you guys pay all this money to like do this and you're not getting any money for it and it's like because i love it it has nothing to do with the money yeah. like yeah. i do it because i need to it's no different like, than i like to garden yeah like i you do know? it because i need to why'd like, you buy that shovel so I can garden. Yeah, like it's 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 one of those things where like you don't you do it be it, that never goes away unless you let it. Like right. you you let 
you let the this is I'm this is I'm gonna get I'm gonna get all like that guy on you for a minute with finger quotes. You let the the society part of it of get a job, get married, have a kid, settle down. Right. Like you let that beat you down. And so if you don't let that beat you down, you're just that dude who wants to play music until right. you die. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always I'm 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 just always really I'm just all I've just always been like I said earlier I've always been in awe of the misfits because we're talking about 6 years of just yeah let's do some shit. Yeah. Literally has yeah. stretched 30, 30 some, years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it has had that lasting of an impact. And I think that in and of itself mm-hmm. speaks more. It speaks volume. It really it's, does. It, like, yeah, it's it's that's what's amazing the fact that I fucking discovered this album when I was 13 years old. Like years after 23 it came years out. Yeah. ago. And I've been just And that's also yeah. like think about you discovered it when you were 13. How old was that album then? A yeah, good point. Like it's already like <laughs> what 15 13 years, years old. old. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just I it's I'm I'm just How I'm, many albums do you have now that you that you just recently discovered that's 15 years old? Like a lot. See, I don't. Everything yeah, I hear is yeah. usually in the last like five years. I did. I dig though. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do I, really. You really do like excavate. Music, yes, like, <laughs> like literally. Yeah, like I'm digging through this box of records. Ah, you know, the last, like, the last <laughs> album I found that was just like I don't know what this is. This looks awesome. I'll buy it. Was uh, what's Sammy Hagar's first band? Montrose. Montrose. I had discovered a Montrose album, and I was like, "This is fucking rad as shit!" Yeah. And like, just picked it up, and it was great. Yeah. And then I found I looked at the back, and I'm like, "This fucking San Diego!" Yeah, like, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So like that. That's the last album I found that was like old. That yeah. I was like, "This is awesome." I, I really do. I do think that you know the first the band that really got shit moving for mm-hmm. me was Black Flag. Now mm-hmm. Nirvana is what introduced me to Black Flag. Really? Okay. I was reading a guitar player whatever article about Kurt Cobain and he and he said that yeah I really like Black Flag's damaged album mm-hmm. the Melvins blah, 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 all kinds of other stuff and I was like Black Flag what the fuck is that that sounds cool I was like is that a black power band what's going on <laughs> you know and I looked him up and I was like okay all right check it out and I remember just being like this doesn't sound like Kiss it does not yeah <laughs> and that's what kind of got me into it um and then at that point um you know, I started digging, you know, I borrowed, I borrowed some black flag stuff from a friend of the family. Yeah. And, um, eventually I discovered the misfits in that book right there. Henry yeah. Rollins, get in the van. That one right there yeah, yeah. inside of that book is a, that's Henry Rollins's diary entries from the time he was in black flag. Gotcha. And in there, there's an entry for a show that Black Flag played in L.A. that the Misfits were playing the same night, too. That's awesome. And there's a picture, a live picture of the Misfits. And I remember looking at that picture and just mm. going, oh, Whoa. my God. Yeah. Who the fuck is this band? See, that's that's how I felt about Kiss. That Kiss was my first induction into, yeah. quote, unquote, yeah. quote, unquote, aggressive metal. Yeah, sure. Or aggressive music, excuse me. So, like, it was, that was, like, I was like, what, the, what is this? I was, like, seven. And I <laughs> yeah, was like, it's amazing. oh, this is crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It is absolutely amazing. Mm. And I think, for me, the fact that I had to, like, when you take the Misfits, for example, because I loved Black Flag, but I latched on to the Misfits. Yeah. That rang, struck a chord with me. And I latched on to this them. happened? Um, 14, 15? I'm probably 
12, 13. Oh, a little younger than yeah, that then. Okay. Um, I, I just latched on. Yeah. And to get Misfit stuff, though it was out there because we had things like Glenn Danzig and Erie Vaughn had worked on the Static Age, or not Static Age, Legacy of Brutality compilation yeah. album, and then you had Misfits Collection 1 and 2. Yeah. So those were out there, and you could get Earth AD. Yeah. You could find it, and then they released a box set. And I remember talking to the guy that worked at Karma Records in Muncie because mm-hmm. I saw the box set behind the counter. I was like, can you tell me about that? And he was like, yeah, it's pretty much everything the Misfits recorded. How much? 80. All right, I'll be back next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Went, mowed some yards, got some money, bought See, that, and that fucking, that changed everything. The fact that I had that box set allowed me to get everything in one place, but there yeah. was also stuff out there that you could get as well. So, but you had to dig a little bit for it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. something that was always <laughs> sitting in the bins at a yeah, record store. Yeah, this is store. pre-internet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to go in and say, I heard about an album called Evil Live. Can you yeah. order it for me? Sure. Yeah. It felt... I, I ordered it, my first Amonomarth album. Like okay, that. right. Perfect. Yeah. It felt, in that sense, it felt like I was uncovering... It was like I was unearthing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it, it felt more significant because it wasn't being forced down your throat in, in by the internet like, yes is everything so yes. available it felt personal like you discovered something. right yeah and the misfits was my taste of that's my band see that this, is, that is my band. i'm glad you say that because yep. at least with you you get respect for your band right this was dragon force for me <laughs> like that this was the right. thing like i heard right. it and i was like i've never heard anything like this right and then i was in the mall like a week later and in human rampage had just come out and i was like i need it and i like spent my last couple right. bucks on right. that album and that just that's the one that like opened the door yeah so it's like it's it's amazing it's amazing the and that feeling you'll never get i'll never have that feeling again yeah. like that's what sucks this was I was in this. I was a sophomore in high school, so this is two thousand five or six. So like, not pre-internet, but like, I didn't have a good home computer. Like, right. file sharing had just been like illegal. Like, file sharing just became like, don't do that shit. Right. So like, it still wasn't super easy to get a hold of it. People were still buying physicals then. So like, I found it. Like, I just happened to be at like an FYE somewhere and just found it and yeah. like it felt like the like the stars aligned and like I was supposed to be here to buy that right. album like yeah <laughs> I just it's to me that that when it feels like it's your band when you feel like the, I discovered when you're a this, part of it yeah. yeah I was the first of my group of friends to start listening to the Misfits and then yeah. I started telling them about it hey cool and then I played in bands and we were like okay let's play a Misfits song yep you know what I mean yep. and that I mean, I that's think still, that's another. That still really, really sets the tone for yeah. how I consume music. I think that's another yeah. thing that sets the Misfits apart so much, is especially on this album because this is like this is one of their bigger ones, and it. But it's it's not technical. Like you can just like a fourteen year old kid could pick up a guitar and in, like within an hour know that song. Oh yeah, and like that's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. something to be said about that. Yeah. Like there's there's yeah. the the ease of learning it and it still being something powerful. Like yeah. there's something to be said about like that feeling. So I mean that's why we picked it. It was like we were 14 years old. We, we could fucking barely play instruments, but like if we sat and worked a day, we could play a Misfit song. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. like it, and there was like it was like fuck yeah, we know this song that people know now yeah, that yeah. like. So there's there's I think that's why it, like younger kids grab onto it so quick because it seems 
accessible. It seems, especially with young, to young musicians, it's something you can digest, something you can take in and then reproduce. Right. So, right. I just. Man, like fourteen-year-old kids aren't fucking playing Devin Townsend. Like it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Like you can yeah. be like, "That's amazing." You can't do that. Right. <laughs> but in the, in that sense, in that sense, I I think it makes it all the more special. You know what I mean? No, to exactly. Where, yeah. To where it makes you it makes you feel like a part of something. Yeah, it yeah. makes you feel like I can do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes. Yeah, that's an awesome feeling. It is. It is an amazing it's feeling. An absolutely awesome feeling. The world hasn't beaten you down yet. You don't. Right. You, you haven't right. learned the statistics of bands. Right. Like, right. No <laughs> shitty drummers. Like there's. It's, like, it's just like. It's just like when you're young like that and you discover this album that like you're like I can play this. You suddenly have that feeling of well if they can do it I can do it and so you feel invincible. You feel like you're you feel like you're already one step away from that huge stage sure. from that sure. big break and like. And then you get a little older and you realize that every motherfucker out there has a band and most of them are better than you. <laughs> like, so then suddenly it's like, oh, right, oh no. Right. I suck. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. It feels like we're wrapping it up. It does. It does indeed. Um, yeah. Woo. I want to leave everyone with a quote. Le- leave them with a quote. Hit All them right. with that quote. Drop that bomb. Ooh, deep breath. And I quote, Mm. it's wolf's blood. It's pumping like it's fucking in my veins. And I feel my vertebrae shaking. Wolf's blood. Glenn Danzig. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's another episode of Music the Light Blood rapping. I want to remind everyone, go to patreon.com, search Music the Light Blood. If you want to give us some money, we will gladly take that shit. We will, we will take your money from we you, sir. Ab- we or absolutely madam. absolutely take it. You get some stuff if you want to do it. Buttons, stickers, free t-shirts, piggyback rides. Piggyback rides, Taco Bell, free shows. And any number of you other really gotta, You really got to want that free show, though. <laughs> going to take a pretty penny. And also... Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter. Not Twitter. Yeah, Get I mean, that shit out of here. The Twitter's there. But we don't. It is there. <laughs> but we don't. It is there. But I actively hate fuck Twitter. We all on, hate Twitter. On a daily Twitter basis. Twitter fuck itself. I don't understand it. Shady company. Shady I, company. I don't know about that. Shady company. That's, that's <laughs> how I feel about Twitter. So anyway, this is... One more episode of the 2016 October Danzigabration. Abration. Wrapping. Go listen to your copies of Earth AD. If you don't have it, go Do it. buy it. Go pick it up now. Do it. All right. That's it. Music, the lifeblood, something old. Something new. What are you listening to? Danzig. I got a hellhound dog. This hell I'm going to rip your face off. Whoa. <laughs> Take a look to the endless sky and let your fears all slip away. What good are they anyway? Baby, you know it's only you and me. And as far as I'm concerned, that's all I need. A generation behind. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're yeah. they're all American bands, which is the, weird because the germs, punk is the, the germs. What we do is secret is a perfect. Punk is very like British, like it, it is. The it generally depends. generally the lineage uh, is tracked there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know it's a, it's a it's a it's a blurred zone.
I think I'm getting mad. Don't get mad. I'm getting mad. Don't get mad. It's happening. Don't get mad. I'm Come mad. on. Come on, girl. Yeah. Cheer up. There's there's two there's two different there's two different lineages. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. There's our side of the pond and their side of the pond. And their side of the pond is a lot different. Who did it first though? Who what do you mean? Who who whose whose lineage started earlier? I think the Ramones. You think so? Yeah, okay. I think I think everything was happening in New York, specifically specifically CBGB as the mm-hmm. epicenter. You, I, I think the Ramones, because okay. um, you can go back a long ass ways with the Ramones. Yeah, um, back to the mid seventies um, with them playing at CBGB, and I think they're the ones that I think that is the uh, ground zero. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. I, guess, CB, I guess I don't really know. Maybe. I know CBGB closed down and everything. Mm-hmm. Is that building being used for anything, or is it still just an empty building? I think it's like a Chinese buffet or something. Is it really? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I'd have to. Look, I just I'd wondered if, like, up, if, if they if they had did something with it, or if they just like, like memorialized it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's probably something. We should probably cover in like another, yeah, like yeah, a later yeah, yeah. episode or something. We ought to do like a like CBGB that's, episode. That's something that I don't really get into punk much, but there's something about CBGB that always interested me. Yeah, because there's a lot that's happened there. Yeah. Specifically, the Ramones, the kind of quote unquote birth of New Wave. Yeah. Um, with the Talking Heads and Blondie Duran specifically. Duran and shit like that. No, 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 no. Duran Duran are British. Yeah, no, I know that, but like, I, I guess I lumped that that sound in kind of all. Oh, I get, there. I get what yeah. you're saying. Duran Duran's more just like pop. Yeah, yeah. I don't even more know. Talking Heads to me had a political side to them. Yeah. Duran Duran just. Yeah, it's pop music. Let's have some sex. Yeah. Let's get some chickies. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. The difference between us and them, uh, I've always been kind of of the opinion that the UK version of punk rock had a little too much of an emphasis on the visuals. The, like the imagery? Yeah, yeah, or the, the look, yeah, the, the style, that sort of thing. There is, and I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's, you know, for lack of substance, yeah, you know what I mean, because there was some heavy shit happening in yeah. the UK. The, yeah, there was the, the, yeah. Win, the winter of discontent. People were losing their jobs. The trash, the garbage collectors stopped. Yeah, you know, government yeah. jobs just stopped being able to be paid and stuff like that. Which, by the way, episode of Vinyl Thursday on the Dams yeah, mach- uh, Machine Gun that's Etiquette my favorite album. One. Yeah, go go watch it's that. My favorite one. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, there was a lot of heavy shit happening in the UK Absolutely. at that time, but. I don't know. I sometimes think that maybe because of the way I look at the Sex Pistols, because a lot of people view the Sex Pistols as a manufactured band. Yeah, yeah. Because of Malcolm McLaren kind of put them together. Kind of pulling the strings. Yeah, and he sort of turned it into a business. You know I what mean, I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's near to the level like New Kids on the Block or NSYNC or Backstreet Boys or anything like no, that. Definitely but not. definitely not. There was some sort of like... Plan. Pup, there was a plan. Puppet master sort there of thing. There was a plan, yeah. yeah. But anyway... I don't know, but but at the same time, you know, the, I guess the L.A. scene had that, too, you know, where by the time we got to the mid-80s, you know, it was... Labels were putting together hair metal bands. Posing and, yeah, you know, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, so... And that's out of L.A., the spitting on your heroes thing kind of came out there, too, you yeah. know, where it was cool to spit on the bands and... <laughs> 